Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I am your host. And today, we are doing part four of a seven-part series that I have titled Quantum Quotes, Pithy Wisdom for Life and Love. And the whole idea behind this series is quite simple. I've just found seven very short but very sweet and very powerful quotes from some of the mystics and masters that have lived throughout the ages, some which are still alive today, as is the case for today's quote. But they're quotes that I believe that if we align our lives with them, right, if we really commit ourselves that I want to live that way, I want to relate that way, that we will experience a quantum leap in the quality of our lives and our love lives. So that's what this is all about. And today is part four. And before I read you the actual quote, I want to tell you the subject, which is communication. Okay, This week's quote is the pithiest, most powerful quote that I've ever come across in terms of being a good communicator, communicating in ways that you know can create harmony rather than confusion, communicating in ways that can create closeness and connection rather than drama or divisiveness. Okay? But a couple of things need to be said before I read you the quote. And that's this. If you've been around this podcast for any time or if you're, if you're familiar with my work, you know that I'm like quite a few people in the mindfulness wing of you know spirituality and I'm I'm like other teachers and spiritual teachers that talk about living consciously and mindfully in that I'm big on being someone who tells the truth who doesn't keep secrets who who doesn't withhold who doesn't give half truths I'm I'm really big on showing up authentically and being real and you know, being open and transparent, right? Not all relationship coaches actually stand for that. You know, there's quite a few out there, maybe maybe the majority, I don't know, that's hard to tell. But there are quite a few that really don't have a, a bottom line principle that pretty much no matter what's going on, it's appropriate to tell the truth and to reveal rather than conceal. There really are a lot of relationship coaches, especially when they're talking about dating and interacting with people and, you know, finding a life partner that if you listen closely, they're teaching you how to play the game. Okay. So when you're teaching someone how to play the game, then sometimes you don't want to tell some what you're, someone what you're feeling or what you're wanting or what you're experiencing because, you know, that, that may 
change the balance of power in the the dynamic. And so you're 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 told to you know to say certain things, to be funny, to be coy, to play a little hard to get, to not let on how you really feel. Um, you know, and to sort of, you know, to play the game. I, I think the vast majority of relationship and dating coaches are really about that. They teach you how to play the game better. Okay. Well, I'm not like that. And you know that. I mean, I'm one that stands up and I challenge the game altogether. To me, playing the game is the problem. It, it's what results in gamey relationships. It what results in confusion and misunderstanding and disconnection and so forth. So I not only don't teach and and stand for showing people how to play the game, I actually stand against the entire way of thinking 100%. Okay? So you know that's where I'm coming from. But this might sound contradictory. There when we talk about communication, you don't always have to tell the truth, right? The, it, it, there are times when you it might be much better to not tell the truth. I mean, if somebody breaks into your house, you have a home invasion, your kids are upstairs asleep in bed, and this bad guy or whatever points a gun at you and says, you know, is anybody else in this house? I would advise you to say no. I'm here by myself. My whole family was on it. They, they went to see grandma. So take what you want. Here's the money. You know, just just go on your way, right? So you're not telling the truth, right? So there, there are really times when you probably should lie. And there is no requirement. I don't want you to think that what I'm about to share with communication is in any way saying that you are required to be open and honest and transparent with everyone you meet at all times. If you hear that, you're misunderstanding me. Okay? Here's here's what I'm really going to be saying. Is that to the degree that you want to be close to someone is the degree to which you would be open and honest and authentic and completely transparent. In other words, if there's someone in your life and you're not that interested in being really close to them, maybe they're an acquaintance, maybe they're someone you see every so often, but you have no interest in really being really close friends or being lovers or you know having a relationship of real depth then you aren't required to bear your soul to them. You aren't, you aren't required to be this open and honest and transparent person. You can conceal certain things. You don't have to reveal what's true for you if you don't want to be very close to someone. So, for instance... <laughs> You go to the grocery store, right? And you're going through the line. You got all your stuff and you put it on the little conveyor belt. And the, the, the cashier says, how are you today? You don't have to answer truthfully. I mean, if you're feeling kind of down and depressed and lonely, you don't, you don't need to just tell the cashier, oh my God, I'm so glad you asked. I'm, I'm so anxious and lonely and depressed. 
my life sucks. You know, that person just might say TMI. I mean, right? So you're not required to reveal your truth to someone like a cashier because you don't have any interest or intention of being close with them. <laughs> Do you follow me? <laughs> okay. I mean, this might seem obvious, but it's a really an important point because the opposite is really the truth and really what I want you to get is that if you do want to be close to someone, then you have to tell the absolute truth of your experience if you want to be close to them. So if it's, if it's your parents and you want to be close to your parents, then you need to reveal to them rather, rather than conceal. Even if what you're revealing might be some things that you know that they won't like to hear. But if you want to be close to your parents, you can't keep secrets. I guess that's the point. Is that if you withhold your experience, or if you keep a secret, or if you tell a half-truth, you're not really intimate with the person. Because intimacy is knowing and being known. So if you want to be intimate with someone, I don't mean that just sexually. You might want to be intimate with your best friend. You might want to be intimate with your sister, your brother. You might want to be intimate with a, a you know an, an actual sexual partner. If you want that, then since intimacy is knowing and being known, and then you need to make yourself known to them. You, you can't hide parts of yourself. You can't hide what you're thinking or feeling or wanting. Because when you do, you are, in a sense, pulling away from them. You are not making yourself known, so you're not creating intimacy. So I just want to be really clear about this. That everything I'm about to say is based on the assumption that we are talking about you and another person and you actually want to be close to them. <laughs> you want to have an intimate relationship with them. And so if that's what you want, then everything I'm going to say is going to make sense. But I just want to make it very clear that if you're not interested in being close to someone, well, then you don't have to tell them your truth. You can conceal things. You can hide things. You don't have to tell someone what you're actually thinking or feeling or wanting because I don't want to be close to you. I, I'm, I'm not interested in, right? I've got, you know, I've got a lot of people that I'm acquaintances with. A lot. Okay? And I don't want anything more from that relationship than we're acquaintances. We see each other with some regularity. Hi, how you doing? You know, what's going on and chit chat. And, and I don't really open up and share with them what's really going on with me because I don't want to be that close to them. And it's okay if I don't want to be really close friends or create intimacy with everyone. That's totally okay. But I have a couple of friends and there's my wife and my son and a couple more people that I really do want to be close to. I love them and I, and I want 
a, a close relationship. Well, if I want that, then I can't withhold from them. I can't hide anything from them. I can't play a game with them. I can't try to control my image to them. See, because when I'm doing that, I'm not, I'm not connecting with them. I'm, I'm not creating intimacy. If I'm into controlling my image and saying things and not saying things so that I control how a person sees me or what they think of me, then by definition, I am not creating real closeness, right? So I just want to give you permission to be a liar, (laughs) to be a withholder, to be someone who doesn't tell the truth of your experience to every single damn person you come across. There's, you don't have to do that. And you don't even have to do that with people that you say you want to be close to. I'm just saying, if you don't tell the people that you want to be close to your absolute truth, then you won't be close to them. It might look on the surface like we're intimate, like we're close, like we really know each other. But if you're not opening up, then I don't know what you have, but it's not a real intimate open heart to heart relationship. Do you follow me? So you get the choice here is what I'm saying, but I want you to really hear that there is no other option. If you want to actually be close to someone. Now you might meet someone on a first date. Okay. And you're like, I like this person. I agreed to meet with them. I met them online or we bumped into to each other somewhere and we chatted for a bit and they asked for my number and I found them really interesting and I gave it to them, right? And now we're getting together and I don't know whether I want to end up spending the rest of my life with this person, but I'm interested in closeness. I'm, I'm actually interested in finding a partner, right? Um, I'm interested in maybe seeing if this goes somewhere. Well, then that would mean that you need to be a revealer rather than a concealer. Because if you play games, you won't create closeness. You might create some chemistry and get laid or have sex, but you're not going to create a heart-to-heart connection. That takes you revealing your heart to them. Right? If you, if you want to create a relationship that is genital to genital, then you don't have to tell the truth. You don't have to be open and honest about your feelings and what you want and your experience of life. But if you want to create a heart to heart connection, well, then yes, you do. However, that doesn't mean on a first date that you're going to reveal things that would be inappropriate to reveal on a first date. Okay, so I'm sort of giving you this, I'm I'm sort of teaching you about communication and I'm starting with all the caveats, okay? The first caveat is you you can be a withholder and a liar and you can play games if you don't want to be close to a certain person. Have at it. If you, but if you do want to be close to someone, that means you need to be open and honest and transparent and from the heart. But then there I say, However, there's a caveat to that. 
that when you meet someone and it's very early in a relationship and you do want to create closeness, that's ultimately what you're interested in. There is a time to reveal certain things and there is a time not to. In other words, intimacy does unfold sort of in phases. There are stages of a relationship. So when I talk about revealing rather than concealing, which is where this whole conversation is going today, that doesn't mean on the first date that if you want to be close to someone, you need to reveal how much money you make or your medical history or how much debt you have on your credit cards. It doesn't mean you have to reveal where you live, what your address is, or even where you work. Do you follow me? Those things might not be appropriate to someone you just met, even though you're there because you want to create an intimate relationship in your life. And you think this person's is showing some promise. I mean, I like the way they look. I like their profile. Or when I met them, I enjoyed their energy. They made me laugh. I'm attracted to them. And so now I want to get to know them. And the whole purpose is maybe we become a couple. Maybe this is... Maybe this is my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Maybe this is my future spouse. Okay? That doesn't mean that on the first date, you're going to reveal everything that's going on in your life. And that doesn't mean that you're lying or manipulating or concealing. It just means that you understand that there are appropriate levels of revelation depending on the stage of the relationship. Okay? So, with that, now we can begin to talk about the general, the general idea of if you want to be close to someone, how do you communicate? Let's talk about communication. And now I can introduce you to the quote. The quote is from a guy named Jeff Foster. Jeff Foster is a a fairly young guy. I think he's probably in his late 30s or 40s. He's written a bunch of books. He's from um, England, I believe. The UK to, to, is where I think he's from. He's written a book which I'm going to recommend as a follow-up resource to this conversation today. His book is called The Deepest Acceptance. I highly recommend it. He talks so much in this book about communication and about intimacy and about, you know, the, the way we reveal ourselves to people and the, you know, the essentialness of openness and transparency. So it's a great resource, okay? The Deepest Acceptance by Jeff Foster. And it's from that book that I took this quote. And here's our pithy wisdom for life and love for today, for this week. Jeff Foster said, communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words. How's that for pithy? Sit with that for a second. Communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words. That's really powerful. And that's really spot on. 
And that really is how you create intimacy. It's even how you end drama. It's how you create harmony and connection. It's how you create closeness. You just are committed to, I'm going to put the present moment into words again and again and again and again. In other words, this is my MO. This is how I roll. This is how I communicate. I just put the present moment into words. Now, we all know what into words means. You're going to say it out loud. <laughs> okay. So the key phrase there is, what does that mean? Put the present moment into words. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because this is where it kind of gets kind of fun. Because we all are familiar with drama, right? We're all familiar with conflict and arguing and, you know, divisiveness and you get into it, whether it's with a sibling or a coworker or with a partner, right? We've, we've all had arguments. My wife and I just went at it the other day <laughs> over something. I forget what it was, but you know, these things happen. Okay. You, you get triggered by something. Someone does something you don't like. You get your feelings hurt, you know, whatever. And you're, and you're, you're, you're going to get into some sort of drama, some sort of conflict. Well, have you noticed that when that stuff happens, how easy it is to bring up stuff from the past and throw it in your partner's face? <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's so easy when you're in sort of an argument or some drama or something's going on to go, kind of go back into the memory banks and so, well, last week you did this and last week you did that. Or you said this to me, something, or there was some, something that a person did that you've talked about. Maybe the person apologized for it. You know, maybe, you know, if you've really worked through it and yet have you noticed sometimes you can still bring it up and throw it back in that person's face? You follow me? So communication goes sour when you're putting the past into words, <laughs> right? When, when you're putting stuff that's already happened and you're not letting it go and you keep bringing it up and you keep throwing it in their face about, about something that they did, you know, they, they hurt your feelings a while back or something they said to your mother or, you know, whoever, what it was, right? So we all can relate to putting the past into words, but then there's also this tendency, if you've noticed that you, you're putting the future into words. You're, you're, you're talking about what you're worried about, what could happen or what might happen. You know, you're, you're projecting this is what a person's going to do or this is how they're going to respond. You know, and so you're, you're putting the future into words. Now, you, you got to stop right there and notice how how easy it is to be doing that when you're communicating. You could even, if you, if you can be a fly on the wall of your own ways of communicating with people, friends, partners, whatever. If you were a fly on the wall, if you could record all of your conversations, 
you would recognize how much time you spend talking about the past or about the future, especially when you're in those difficult conversations where there's a little drama, a little tension, a little argument, and so forth. So the ego is really good at putting the past into words to defend itself or to win an argument or to want to be right. And the ego is very good about worrying about the future and projecting into the future and making assumptions about the future and talking all about that. I wonder what the percentage would be if we recorded every word that we said over a week's time. I wonder what percentage would be either about the past, meaning something that happened five minutes ago or five years ago, or would it would be about the future, meaning something that we're wondering that could happen five seconds from now or five years from now. And how much would be our communication would be where we are simply talking about the present moment as it is? How would those percentages fall out for you? I think for most of us, we would have, I don't know, like probably 60% would be about the past, maybe 70%. Let's call it. I think we I think it would be 70% of the time we talk we're talking about something that's already happened. And then maybe we would have 20 what? 29% of our conversation would be about things that haven't happened yet. Things that are in the future, things we're worried about or planning on or something like that. And then maybe maybe at most 1% of our conversation would be about what is occurring right now in the moment. And that's why we have so much difficulty in relationship. Because the past and the future, all of that stuff is arguable. Have you noticed how often people misremember the past or conveniently forget certain things about the past? <laughs> <laughs> right and it, it you know you 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 might have issues with your parents you know and you're like oh well you did this and then your 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 siblings go that's not the way i remember it you follow me so our memories are not very good we have a way of selectively remembering the things that sort of bolster our stories and help us feel like we're right and someone else is wrong and then of course anytime you talk about the future you're just making it up you're completely making it up. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? So it's just nonsense. It's just it's just going to be drama. It's just going to be arguable. Anything you say about the future is arguable. I mean, we don't even you don't even know if you'll be alive tomorrow. You really don't. It's arguable because it's, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you follow me? But communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words. That's what real communication is. It's being here now and finding the words to share what is unarguably true right now in this moment. That's what real conscious communication is. 
It's communication that nobody could argue with because you are simply describing what's here now. And how could anybody argue with, with what's right here? If, if we were standing outside today where I live, it's about 85 degrees. The sun is shining. And if we're standing outside and I said something like, oh, man, I can feel the, the sunshine on my face. It feels really wonderful. Could you argue with that? <laughs> no, you don't feel the sun on your face. And it doesn't feel wonderful. I mean, right? I'm not talking about the weather yesterday or the weather tomorrow. I'm right here in the present moment saying, here's my experience. And there's no way you can argue with it. There's no way to have any drama about it. You might not like the sun on your face, and I couldn't argue with that. You could say, yeah, I feel the sun on my face too. It's burning my skin. I don't, I don't like a lot of sunshine. I prefer to live in a place that's got a lot of clouds or something, right? And I couldn't argue with that because you're putting the present moment into words. So the key phrase is the present moment. And I guess the first thing that I want to say is maybe notice how often you, you don't do that, that you're putting the past into words or the future into words. Now, what does it mean to put the present moment into words? Okay. I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time on this because a number of months ago, I did a series called Quantum Questions. Okay. I've kind of gotten hooked on this word quantum. It seems kind of fun. Quantum questions, quantum quotes. Well, the very first question in that series, Quantum Questions for Life and Love, the question we looked at was, what's here now? We talked about doing a check-in. We talked about identifying your inner truth. We talked about identifying what is your unarguable truth, like what's happening inside of you right now in this moment. What's here now? And we talked about that when you look inside of yourself, if you're going to try to put the present moment into words, well, I should back up. When you put the present moment into words, you could be talking about things that your senses, your five senses are picking up, right? You could say, wow, I hear a train, a train's, um, a train in the distance, or I hear a plane flying overhead, or I smell cookies in the oven, or I see your pretty face, or I'm looking at my phone or you're tasting something, or I'm feeling the texture on a piece of clothing in a, in a department store. You follow me? There's, there's sight, sound, taste, smell, touch, right? So you could, you could look and say, that's what's here in the present moment, and you could put into words what your senses are picking up. Okay, but what what Jeff Foster's talking about here is not that. that. There's nothing wrong with that about telling someone what you hear, what you see. It's it's not arguable, right? If I say I smell cookies in the oven, what are you going to do? Say no, you don't. I mean, you could say that, that, that's 
that smells like burnt cookies. I mean, you could you could smell something a little different, right? You could say, oh, no, I smell – that smells like, um, you know, hamburgers on a grill or something. I don't know. But either way, I couldn't argue with you that that's what you smell and that's what you think it is. Do you follow me? But But, but Jeff's not talking about what your senses are picking up. He's talking about what's happening on the inside of you. Communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words in terms of what's going on inside of you. That's what he means by put your present moment into words. And so in that podcast that was all about what's here now, we said that there's only four things going on inside of you. The present moment is only four things. There are body sensations that you're experiencing, actual physical sensations, like you have an itch or your feet are cold or there's hunger pain or you can sense yourself breathing or you, you, can, you can feel your butt sitting in a chair. There's actual physical sensations. There is an emotional state that you're having. At any moment, you are having an emotion. It might be calm and relaxed and you feel contented, or it might be angry, sad, joyful, scared, lonely, sexual, bored, stressed, whatever. But there is an emotion going on inside of you, even if you're not a very emotional person or you think you're not. (laughs) Even if you're as stoic as can be, you are having an emotional experience at every single moment. It's there. Right, But again, it might not be something big and dramatic. You just might feel very peaceful. Well, peaceful is an emotion, right? It's a, it's a feeling state, okay? The next thing is that voice in your head is always talking about something, right? There's a, there's a conversation going inside of your head at all times. You're talking to someone and in your head, you're, you're almost starting to reply to them before they even finish talking. You're formulating what you're going to say. Like you, you're, there are thoughts continually happening. I think I said in the last podcast that your mind is a thought generating machine. That's what it does. Just like a refrigerator is consistently putting cold air in, in it to keep things chilled in the refrigerator. It's a, it's a cold air generating machine. It, it doesn't stop doing that unless you unplug it or something. <laughs> Don't take the metaphor too far. But your mind is like that. Your, your mind is continually creating thoughts. It's what it does. And so in the present moment, you can turn your awareness on your thinking and you could describe what you're thinking about or what you're imagining. You follow me? You could put your thoughts into words. You can, you can put your body sensations into words. You can put your emotional state into words and share it with someone. You can report to someone what you're thinking. And then the last thing, when you look inside, is there's normally, not always, but normally there's something that you want or something you desire. Perhaps you want to, you, 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 you want to be understood. Perhaps you want someone to listen to you. Perhaps you want a glass of water. Perhaps you want to be left alone. P- perhaps you want to eat lunch. I don't know. what. But there's, 
You're always wanting something. And it's that's what's going on inside of you. So you could put a want or a desire into words. So communication is as simple as describing your body sensations, your current emotional state, what you're thinking about or imagining, and what you want. It's as simple as putting that stuff into words. But it's all present moment. Notice it's not about what happened 10 minutes ago or yesterday. It's not about the future. It's not about your stories and, you know, and things you are, you know, you're worried about unless you're just reporting. Right now, I notice I'm worried about this meeting I have tomorrow, right? So, you know, I have these thoughts like they're not going to like me or I'm meeting someone on a date and, and I have a lot of thoughts that they're not going to like me, that, you know, I'm not going to be attractive enough for them or whatever it might be. But those things are happening in the present moment. So all that I'm saying in this podcast is for the people that you want to be close to, you need to commit yourself to being a person who regularly and consistently and as much as possible always is putting the present moment into words. It's what I do. It's how I relate with people that I want to be close to. Now, it sounds simple, doesn't it? Until the present moment, when put into words, might not be liked by someone. So, let's say you've got a mother who is always giving you shit about, when are you going to get married and give me some grandchildren? Right? When are you going to meet someone and settle down and... And I want some grandchildren. And you hear it all the time. You go to your family. You go to, you go to birthday parties or holidays. And everybody's like, when are you getting married? When are you going to meet someone? Okay? Are these people, are, are they people you want to be close to? That's the question. If you don't want to be close to them and no one says you have to want to be close to your family, I'm sorry, you don't. Just because you came from the same vagina does not mean you have to be friends. Does not mean you have to be really close. No one's forcing anyone to have to be close to anyone. But if you do want to be close to your family, and every time you get around them, they're like, when are you getting married? I want grandchildren, right? If you want to be close to them, you can't conceal how annoying that is and how much it bothers you. Because if you conceal it, you're pulling away from them. Because when, whenever we withhold, we withdraw. Sit with that one. Whenever we withhold the present moment, when, whenever we are not putting the present moment into words with people we want to be close to, we are creating distance. We're pulling away. We are withdrawing. I don't mean necessarily physically because you're still at the birthday party. You're still over there for Thanksgiving or Christmas or the 4th of July. You're still there, but there's going to be distance because you're withholding something. 
right? There's going to be a little glitch between you and them. There's going to be a little resentment or just a little something, right? There's going to, there's, because you're withholding. So it sounds great. Oh, communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words until that would mean looking at your mother and saying, mom, I notice that whenever you ask me about the grandchildren thing and about getting married, I notice that my my stomach goes in knots and I feel this wave of hot energy come up in me and I feel so angry and so annoyed and I have thoughts like I don't ever want to come over here if this is what's going to happen all the time. I, I have thoughts like I don't want to be around you. I have thoughts like I don't want to come visit you. I just I just want to get away from you when you do all of that. So mom, what I would like is for you to stop saying that to me. And I promise that when I meet someone, you'll be the first to know. Okay, now how do you feel about putting the present moment into words now? Because what's your mother going to do with that? Oh, she might blow up at you. She might pout. But I'm telling you that even though the relationship might look like it could be fractured for a moment, you have taken a step to create closeness because you have revealed yourself to your mother. Now she knows you. I'm not saying she's going to like it. I'm not saying she doesn't say, well, good. Well, why don't you just go home right now? That could happen. But you are creating the opportunity for an honest relationship with someone. Hopefully a relationship in which they are honest about their present moment with you. Maybe there it's, it creates a meeting of the minds. Maybe perhaps she recognizes, yeah, I guess that would be a pain in the butt every time you come around and I'm telling you that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know where it would go. All I know is for sure, if you don't say that to someone that you want to be close to, that's the point. If you don't want to be close to your mother, then just stuff it down and just say blah, blah, blah. That's what my mother does. I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't really want to be close to her. I don't want her to know me. I don't, I don't really, really want her to know my present moment experience. I don't want her to know that I look for excuses not to go visit her or not to call her because that's what I'm going to hear. I don't want her to know that because I don't really want to be close to her. But if you do want to be close to her, don't tell me that you can be close to her and not tell her what's actually happening inside of you because you're playing games then. You do not have an authentic relationship with your mother if you don't tell her exactly in the present moment about what your experience is like when she says, when are you going to give me a grandchild? I don't know what you got, but you don't have an intimate relationship. You're not close. You're playing some sort of game. But I'm also not here to tell you that if you put the present moment into words, everybody's going to love you and everybody's going to want to be close to you and no one's going to have a problem at all. I'm not saying that. It might create more drama than you've ever had, at least in the beginning. 
but at least people that you're that you want to be close to will know what's going on inside of you. I often call it I'm I'm letting you know what's going on inside over here in Royville. Over here in Royville, here's my experience. Here's my present moment being put into words. And yeah, they might not like it. Yeah, they could be offended. Yeah, they it it could I don't know what could happen. But I want to be close to you, which means I can't withhold from you because then, then then I'm by definition I'm not close to you because I'm hiding myself from you. So I am totally aware of the magnitude of what I'm saying here and the challenge of it, which is why nobody does this because we're scared. Right? This is not a difficult thing to understand. Communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm not fucking doing that. Oh my God. I'm scared. They'll judge me. What if I'm on a date with someone? I've shared this kind of illustration before. I'm on a first date. And I'm sitting over here saying, oh my God, our children would be beautiful. <laughs> Oh my God, I already want a second date. It's only been five minutes. Oh my God, I have a total crush on this person. Put the present moment into words. Wait, wait, wait. Roy, you mean within five minutes, if I'm actually thinking that, that I should tell this person that I'm over here naming our children, that I have a crush on them? Only if you want to be close to them. If you want to play games, you can withhold that and act like you don't care. Play hard to get. You can do that. Chances are they won't call you for a second date because, eh, doesn't seem like she's into me that much. But if you want to be close, if you want to create closeness, then you would absolutely say, I don't know if you're going to think that this is like coming on too strong, but I've got like a serious crush on you. <laughs> you're adorable. I'm already hoping we have a second date. I'm just I'm just totally into you. Boom. There it is. That's my emotions, that's my thoughts, that's what I want. I want a second date. Right? Well, what would happen? That might scare them off. So, if your honesty about how you actually feel scares someone off, don't you think it's better that they go now? What are you going to do one day after you've established a relationship, start to tell the truth about how you actually feel and hope that you have them roped in enough that they won't run? How about you just show up and be honest in the beginning? And if you don't like my authenticity, well, there's the door. No hard feelings. But I'm just, I'm going to show up and put the present moment into words. And if you love me being that way, we're in business. If you don't, that's fine. But people are like scared. I could never say that. That would be needy. That would be this. That would be that. They would misinterpret. They would think I'm high maintenance. You know, you could show up for a first date and you could say, you know, I just want to tell you, I've been so excited about this that I've been neurotic and talking to my friends about what I should wear and what I should say. And, and, and you know, <laughs> if, if that's actually what you're feeling, 
and what's actually happening in the present moment. Because sometimes if you put the present moment into words, it won't make you look that good. You, you might be revealing that you're a little insecure. You might be revealing that you're a little neurotic. You might, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you might be just like, I'm really nervous right now. I, I notice as I'm sitting here with you, you're beautiful and man, I, I'm nervous. Like I want to make a good impression. Um, but I'm kind of jittery. That's the truth. That's how I'm feeling. That's putting the present moment into words. And if she's turned off by that, okay, sorry, but that's me. Right, wrong, good or bad. I'm not a very confident person. I, I'm a little bit insecure. That's just the present moment. You see, so on the surface, it sounds really easy and makes perfect sense. Ah, Communication, as simple as putting the present moment into words. Just do that. Oh, really? So I share that with you just so you know that I have compassion if you struggle with this. Because I have compassion to me, toward me when I struggle with this. Like I had a client recently that was just not participating in the program. They weren't, they weren't doing their part. And I felt like, this is the, the thought that I had, I'm trying harder to help this person attract lasting love than they are. Like, what the hell's up with that? And so I had to reveal to them because I want to be close to my clients. Hey, listen, I noticed when you say that you haven't done this, 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 and this, as you agreed you would in taking this program, I notice I'm feeling angry. And I have the thought that I'm trying harder to help you find love than you are. So what I want is for us to pause our coaching relationship for a month. I want to give you time to catch up on the things that you said you were going to do, but you haven't done yet. I'm going to give you all the time in the world to just kind of go back and kind of catch up and kind of get on board and and do the things that, that I feel are necessary to help you get in relationship shape so that you can attract a healthy relationship. These are things that they knew about from the very beginning, they're not big major things. They're reading some chapters in a book. They're watching some video programs that I've created. It's little homework assignments. They haven't done any of them in months. So I'm like, I want what I want is to pause the program and give you a chance to catch up. And so we'll take a month off and then we'll reschedule. Now, if you don't want to do that, that's perfectly fine. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. But if you don't want to, then we need to end our relationship right here, right now. And that's what they chose. They chose to end it. That's okay. Right? That's okay. I have no desire to control anybody. Right? But I had to reveal, because I want to be close to my clients, of what I was experiencing. I, I I put the present moment into words, and they walked away. That's okay. That's probably the best thing for them. Because they... They really weren't serious about doing the work on themselves. And there's no judgment there. Their actions just display that. I'm not really willing to do the work that I need to do to make the changes within myself to attract a lifelong partner and to create healthy intimacy. It'd be like going to the gym. 
And you hire a personal trainer. He's like, I want to get in shape. I want to lose 30 pounds. I, I want to get lean. I want to get fit. And they say, okay, here's the program. We got to do stuff on the treadmill. We got to do some weight resistance training. You got to eat a certain way. Boom, that's the program. So are you in? Do you want to do the program? Yes, I want to do the program. Two months in, they're missing workouts. They're not showing up for training appointments. They're eating pizza four times a week. They're not working out. And then the trainer at some point is going to say, hey, listen, um, I noticed I, uh, you're not doing your part here and I'm, I'm trying harder to help you get in shape than you are. So either that's going to change or what's the point in us working together? Because you're never going to get in shape if you don't do your part. And then they might walk away. I, well, why? Because they really didn't want to do their part which is okay, but let's not waste anybody's time. You follow me? But so that's an example of me putting the present moment into words. And that was difficult for me to do. I didn't know how they would receive that. I, 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 I was sort of surprised that they, that they backed out, frankly, but they did. So I just put this out there to you, not so that you think, Oh, if I put the present moment into words, everything's going to turn out peachy king. No, what happened was I felt really good about me. Like I showed up. I want to be close to these people. I'm coaching them for months. We're working together on their love lives. That's that's pretty damn intimate. And I want to create real closeness with my clients. So I'm required to practice what I preach. <laughs> And I want to practice what I preach. And when I did, I felt really good. Like, like I put the present moment into words because I want to be close and I'm not in control of what anybody does with it. But I came away saying, good for you, Roy. a boy, you do practice what you preach. This is not a game to you. You live this stuff. a boy, pat yourself on the back. Who knows? Maybe they'll call you back in months and say, you know, my bad. Now I'm ready. Oh, okay. Perhaps we resume. I don't know. So this is what communication is. It's putting the present moment into words. And again, if you need to learn more about this, it's Jeff Foster's book, The The Deepest Acceptance. And then there's my podcast, the first one in the Quantum Questions series. I think it was, I don't know what number it was. It was in the 60s, I believe. So those are some references to learn more about putting the present moment into words. But when it comes right down to it, this is all about willingness. It's really not very hard to do. It's just scary to do because you lose control when you put your present moment into words. You're just saying, you're being vulnerable. This is, by the way, this is what it means to be vulnerable. You're, you're opening up to them. Here's what's going on in Royville. How much more vulnerable can I be than to share my sensations and my emotions and my thoughts and my wants? There isn't, there isn't anything more vulnerable. There isn't anything deeper than I can give you than those things. Because when I share those things, I'm sharing with you my fears because I'm afraid this might happen. Those are my thoughts. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. Or I'm worried about something. I'm revealing myself to you. I'm taking all my, cl- I'm naked right in front of you. I'm, I call it dating naked. You know, you, 
I'm taking everything off. I'm not hiding anything from people that I want to be close to. Okay? I don't do this with people that I don't want to be close to. Heavens no. I don't want to waste my energy on the person at the grocery store. For what? Right? I mean, I'm, and I don't view it as lying or withholding. It's just I don't want to be close to that person. So I'm not going to tell them, you know, that I'm feeling anxious about something or whatever. You, you follow me? So this is not difficult to understand. It's a willingness issue. And only you can decide whether you're willing to be on a path where you are more and more committing yourself to being a person who communicates by putting the present moment into words and is starting to change those percentages to where I don't talk that much. I don't put the past into words as much as I used to. If something... If I had a problem with someone and we talked about it, I never bring it up again. That's really a good part of me and my wife's relationship. There's a few things that have happened between us where I just recognize my wife has never brought that up again because she doesn't live that way. And maybe we find out we talk less about our the future and you know the things that aren't here right now. And we find out we're... we're, we're a lot more of my communication, a bigger percentage, is me trying to put the present moment into words with people that I want to be close to. You do that, and you are going to find harmony and intimacy and closeness, you know, taking a quantum leap in your life. And you're going to find the drama and divisiveness and difficulty taking a quantum leap the other direction. You're going you're gonna to see that less and less and less drama and more and more healthy connections going on in your life. Okay, so Jeff Foster said communication is as simple as putting the present moment into words. And until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.